What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately Weekly Podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings that tune in every week, every other week. I love you guys. We are an eclectic group of people, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I've said since the beginning, and I riff this intro every single time uh, because I love just reminding us, you, me, all of us that like success can't be defined um, by the external world. Uh, and this podcast has very much been always dedicated to not glamorizing or glorifying success because, you know, often at times the world will try to do that and put you in a box, but I can't do that. Like that's something solely only you can define for yourself. And uh, every week we have incredible guests that come on the show and they talk too about what are they experiencing in real time? And they could have been on their first or second venture, their fifth, 10th adventure venture. It doesn't matter. But the idea is that they're constantly in the development and the growth of who they are. And I love when they, we get into these discussions about who, what are we learning about? Who are we becoming and how are we defining success? And so for any of the new listeners, I love you guys. Thank you for being here for my OGs who have been around for six, seven years. That's crazy. When I say that number out loud, um, you know, thank you for the millions of downloads and for just tuning in and uh, and for the new listeners, uh, I love you guys. Thank you. And uh, you can find me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. Reach out, DM me. I do answer every single DM, text, reply, response, wall post for literally the last seven, eight years. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just grateful in general. And we have another incredible guest uh, who I've connected over the last maybe four, five, six months, Brandon Collinsworth. And uh, I, I love it before the show started. Um, we already connected on a lot of other things and we already have previously online. And when I asked, you know, you, you have so many things that you do, is there any particular title? He said human. And already I love him for that <laughs> because he, you guys, as you listeners know how I already feel about labels and status and external, uh, identifiers that really actually box us in. If anything, that's what they do. Everybody's looking for an identity. And I'm like, isn't it funny how it's actually much more limiting to chase the external than live limitlessly internal, right? So um, thank you guys for being here. We are going to dive into self-love, owning your worth, and standing in your value. These are very, very big topics because once you start to understand the relationship with yourself and what you're seeking is already kind of in you, you know, like, you know, you know what you know, what you know, and it's internal and it's your intuition and it's your, your and it's God and it's your creativity and it's all these things. But often at times um, when our mind is unprotected, uh, when we are constantly inundated with too much from the external world and, and too many inputs, we can doubt ourselves. We can, or we can absorb other people's fears and then they become ours. We can just be around too many things that, remove the essence of what we already are. And so we're going to we're going to deep dive in a lot of areas. I just want to give a quick background on Brandon. Um and he's got an incredible bio. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to do a good chunk of it, but then he's going to the first question as you guys know who have been listening for a long time. First question is the only question that's ever the same, which is how we got here and and so Brandon, we'll get into that here in one minute, but I just want everybody to know um 2002 you're broke homeless high school dropout 
and you had the, the you knew you were either destined for prison or death and it uh you know as you were at your lowest um you made the powerful decision to change your life and also your heart which i think um is where a lot of people uh when they're at their lows i know that's where i had major shifts the major shifts um Brandon decided to go after his dreams, transcend the streets that enslaved him. He founded the Jump for Joy Foundation, a local nonprofit dedicated to helping kids lead healthier lives. You uh, then built Real Results Fitness, an award-winning chain of high-performance gyms throughout Vegas. You went on to become an internationally renowned performance coach, one of the first trainers signed globally to Nike, and received your master's in positive psychology from UPenn. And then after being the odds and receiving the accolades of success... Uh, you knew uh, that this wasn't your final stop, which I love that. And from 2016 to 2021, uh, Brandon lived in Peru, Bali, Thailand, Hawaii, and India. Dove deep into the study of yoga, indigenous plant medicine, osteotai massage, Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, so you've done everything. <laughs> Skipping, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, but uh, you're also standing as the global director for the Tropical Pathology and Infectious Disease Association, a humanitarian nonprofit based in Peru. Uh, in 2020, you became one of the founding experts for Mind, um, the first digital emotional platform that is rooted in amplifying emotional well-being and human pathos. And currently, you are serving as head of innovation and human performance for Core Power Yoga. And you're diligently at work with Nike as one of their global trainers and yoga teachers and committed to creating a global movement for love built upon your own training fundamentals, mindset, movement, meditation, and mastery, which is exactly why we are here. As everybody that knows me knows that these are the exact conversations that I want to have. So, Brandon, man, I really appreciate you, brother, for being here. It is such an honor to finally be able to sit down with you. I feel like we are kindred spirits on the same path. We've been in like the same ecosystem feeling each other's vibes for what it seems like almost a year now. Yeah. And I'm super inspired by you and what you put out. So to be able to finally connect with you and your community, it truly is an honor. Oh man. Thank you. Likewise, brother. And I, I don't, I don't want to like, I know we can go on a tear and we're going to, so everybody that's listening, we're going to do part one and then like maybe like part two, in like a month or a few weeks. So just so you guys sit tight. So there's going to be a two part process and if we can launch them back to back, that's great. So so, Brandon, the first question is the only one that's really the same ever in the show. And then we're going to riff a little mm. bit like you can give the high level overview, you know, for several minutes. Like, how do we get yeah. here? How do we get here? Because that's a lot from 2002 to now. That's a run. Yeah, that's, tw that's 21 years. Like, you know, do you want to give the high level of like kind of how we got to yeah. here today and why these topics that we're going to talk about are so important? Absolutely. You know, I always say it's taken 20 years to be an overnight success. Everybody's truly like you know, infatuated with the journey of like overcoming struggle to like becoming a success story. But a lot of people never see the mess behind the mastery. A lot of people never see the push-ups behind the scenes, the breakdowns, the the breakups, the the failures, the struggles, the falls, the slips and everything. And that's really what it's been the last 20 years. It's been 20 years of me falling deeper in love with myself. Me saying yes to everything, both dark and light, that he, the human experience has to offer as a mechanism to inevitably find a deeper level of love within my own being. So the bio you just laid out, that got me to the point where I really leaped. And when I really leaped was when I went broke. In two, 2020, all of my money ran out. I was on this tear. I thought I couldn't be stopped. 2020, all my money runs out and I end up back in the projects where I grew up. 
$14 in my bank account, lost all my gyms, got sued for $600 plus, and what looked like a success story then looked like an epic failure. But what I realized in that process is that when you ask God, when you ask the universe to bring your highest expression to life, it is going to remove everything that is not you so that you can step into everything that is you. And that meant that all the money that came from what was not me, all the status that came from what was not me, all the success that came from what was not me had to go first. And so my biggest fear when I left the projects was ever going back to the projects in 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic, I got put right back in the projects. And although I was in the same place, I wasn't the same person. What a perfect place to put all the tools to the test, the tools of service, the tools of gratitude, the tools of manifestation to the test to see if I'm truly walking the walk, if I'm truly embodying what I say I embody. And so 2020, I'm sitting in my mom's trailer and, you know, rest in peace, she passed away. So last year, so it ended up becoming a great gift that the universe orchestrated to put me back in that space. But I'm sitting back in the ghetto, in my mom's trailer, and I decided to meditate one night, completely broke. And only two times in my life, I heard like the voice of the universe, the voice of God, and it's, it laughed at me. And it said, you thought the master teachings were in some ashram in Bali or in some temple in Thailand. Trailers can also be temples if you can tune in. And it was there that I realized that if I could show the universe at my brokest and at my lowest, that I'm still abundant enough to serve, that metaphysical law was going to come back in ways that I couldn't have imagined. And so I created a program in the middle of the pandemic called the Warrior 30. I brought 30 masters that are in my circle onto my social platform and daily started sharing master lessons. And that ended up be, being the launch pad for the most successful year of my life. But inevitably building the last three years of my life in a way that is aligned, purposeful, and in service to humanity and helping people unlock on their highest level. And so I had to lose everything that quote unquote society said to go for to inevitably find everything that was truth for me. And what I've realized is that that's the only thing that is sustainable. That is the only thing that is something that can, can last longer than something that is a quick fix is alignment. And when we're in alignment, it becomes easy. When we're in alignment, it attracts the right things in and it pushes the wrong things away. And so this is where I am now. Uh, uh, I love it. What I love about what you said too is <laughs> the extreme humility and humbleness of if we can detach from this, like these things, this external world, right? Like, uh, and I, and I, and I get it, like, because some, sometimes it's, it's also a sign of like, am I, am I providing enough value? Am I doing enough for the world? Am I, right. you know, am I getting somewhere? I get it. Like, so I, I try to also have a lot of empathy and grace, but I, like you had the same, you know, it was 2019 and uh, my father passed. And that was like my mentor and best friend. And I was like, I was watching as he was passing and I'm like, huh, I need to have a different relationship with myself. And it really hits hard when you're like, I not only have to have a different relationship with myself, but my time and like, what am I really doing with it? 
And, you know, mm -hmm. I'd already started having a lot more conversations with God, but it really hit home then and then going to 2020 and, I, and 2019, I too had, I mean, I know it was 2020, but a lot of things removed. And you remind me of uh, a post I put up a long while back, when you pray for what's good, what isn't will be removed. And it's true. And it's so like weirdly awesome and devastatingly like hurtful because you're kind of like you're you're the, the, the disattached or you know whatever it might be you know because it had some form of comfort while at the same time free for all that is for you to like be received and like move forward in that direction mm -hmm. and i i too like everything went everything went and i was like oh i'm back at scratch again i was like what is this like round four five six you know right like, right i'm turning 40 at that time i'm like what is this <laughs> you know so um thank god thank god yeah greatest you know? greatest gift greatest hardest gift you could ever be given yeah you know and so the surrender began and i yeah. kept thinking and this is where i want to you know get into it a little bit more about like a lot of what I realized that we expect and want from other people, I started to have the relationship with myself more and with mm -hmm. God. And it was the most interesting fact because like God is love. Like, and I don't mean mm -hmm. like, you know, sound like the, you know, the, the gurus and everything, the experts, but like, but God really is love. It's like, I would right. ask a question. It would be so simple or God has a sense of humor. It'd be like, Oh, that, yeah, actually that, that kind of makes sense. And I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, is that how like, you know, you is like, you know, like God is forgiving and God is like, you know, right. Uh, um, just we make everything as humans complex and harder mm -hmm. for you. You know, um, what was like that that moment in 2020? Like what's happening, you know, from more of like a self love? What's that relationship like that development? Because I think there's a lot of I know different ways yeah. that people arrive at that. And I know there's a lot of books on like mm -hmm. how to do it. But if we remove kind of all the you know, there's so many like uh, um, frameworks. It really is just like kind of stepping right into it and be like, all right, God, I want to have a conversation, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, you know, or source or, or your, you know, your, your soul. How was that? How'd that look for you? Yeah. You know, growing up in the projects, growing up in the streets, when I set out on that journey, I had to develop this like ego and this uh, persona of perfection. I couldn't just be smart. I had to be really smart. I couldn't just be fit. I had to be really fit. Inevitably, it was a mask towards some deep levels of self-hate and lack of self-worth. So by default, I mastered certain things because I was so insecure that I wanted to fit in. So I ended up obsessively pursuing different avenues for you know, 15, 20 plus years. I achieved and I all of a sudden got to the level of success that I once dreamed about, you know, once upon a time, couldn't afford any Nikes. Now I'm signed to Nike, got 250 Nikes in my living room. Once upon a time, didn't have a house. Now I got a dope condo in Vegas. Once upon a time, women didn't even look at me. Now the women that I once, you know, put on pedestals are now wanting to date me. And all of a sudden I thought I had made it. And what happened when I lost everything I realized that all of those things that I thought I needed or I, I thought was success was actually just masking a very deep level of a deep lack of self-love. And so as I'm sitting there and all of those things removed were removed, it opened up 
the portal for me to begin to really look at like, okay, why is it that I still don't feel like I'm enough and I've been on this journey? What is that? And it was there where I really leaned in to what it means to love myself just because, not because of my status, not because of like my Instagram following, not because of who chooses me or who chooses not to choose me, not because of my degrees, not because of my bank account. If I can love myself just because I exist, that can change everything. And that's been the work the last three years is loving myself for no other reason than me being me. And what I realized as I dove deep into that love, this concept came to me, can I love myself enough to struggle? Mm. A lot of times when you go on these journeys of self-love, there is going to be a level of struggle. And what does that struggle look like? That struggle looks like looking in the mirror, giving up certain addictions. That struggle looks like having hard conversations with people that you probably don't want to have these hard conversations with. That struggle looks like removing the toxins and excess that no longer serve me. That's, that struggle looks like fasting and, and, and cutting out the things that are not in alignment with my highest expression. And as I'm going through this process, I'm also realizing that my success covered up several psychosomatic traumas and uh, tendencies such as savior complexes and codependency and love addictions and certain like narcissistic aspects of my personality. These were all coping mechanisms for, for a wounded child, a wounded human, a wounded man that had fallen out of love with himself and truly couldn't see his worth. And once I started to see my worth, it was like one by one, these tendencies started to lose their grips over my life. And I started to step into more spaces of expansiveness and freedom and love for my own self. It's total freedom. It's absolutely total. You know, I, I did a, for the Niches You podcast, I did a um, Honesty is Foreplay. <laughs> so it's, like, it's powerful. What, what do you think about like honesty? Yeah. Like honesty first with ourselves and then with others, like in friendships or in relationships or in business or any, like it is relieving when you were talking right. about really everything you were talking about is honesty with yourself. Hard conversations are like, listen, I don't want to have this conversation, mm -hmm. but I have to because I'd rather lean in and, 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 be respectful and, and deal with it with you in this moment, then mask it for anything else or run from it or not have the conversation or whatever it might be. Or like removing the toxins is basically saying, hey, um, you know, this doesn't serve my body, my mind or my soul. Well, I, I can't do it. And and it's interesting when we play from that that perspective it's also interesting what happens with the conversations with other people because you know even like in, even like in relationships like you were even when you were mentioning how you know what you may once had sought after you know suddenly it's like no i and and then now when you're attracting it it's like i can't because i'm following my soul and and it's an interesting conversation because the roles become even reversed and it's like i like you know and i've even had where it was like you know are you are you rejecting me and it's like I'm not rejecting you. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's like, I was like, that's a word from the ego that either one of us could play. You're a queen. You're not my queen. And I have to play for my soul. And on top of that, the more honest we become as men too. I was like, if I don't do the right thing, I'm also not representing the type of man that you're trying to receive. And I was like, exactly. and, 
I can't, I have to put truth above self-interest and lower desires, loneliness or intimacy, wanting intimate, whatever it might be for the discipline of doing what's right and surrendering to my soul. I'm like, and I, you know, even had to tell one individual, I told her, I was like, you think this is easy? Cause she thought, she's like, is this easy? I'm like, it is the hardest thing I've ever actually had to do. I'm like, I was like, I, I, I lived one life for so long. And then now suddenly, and not, not, and that wasn't bad, but like, just, right. it was more of a chase. And then now it's like, oh man, I'm like, wow, the discipline of doing the, doing what's right by the soul, even though we know how we win, we know that is winning and we know the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but that honesty really does show like love and it shows also how much love is missing from it or self-love from so many people because right. like just like when i <laughs> a few women be like like is it that easy and i'm like no <laughs> actually like and then it's hard. Honest, yeah and they're like oh and i'm like this is actually brutal and they're like i wasn't expecting that i'm like yeah me either you know i was like uh, this is uh this is <laughs> this is hard you know, and, um, and I, and I work through that too. And I say, no, like following, yeah. following your soul. Um, and like, like you said, like love addictions. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to end up in situations where they're for the wrong reasons. If they're not aligned with my, my soul, mm -hmm. you know, um, even if they're good women, good people or good yeah. business, but like, we're not meant to do business, whatever it might be. And, um, that self love makes us honest and honesty saves like your whole world it elevates your whole world and i think then you know because you you also have the extreme other side which a lot of people who they interpret in order to be honest you have to be like a direct asshole <laughs> and i was like no 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 like i mean yeah. you want to be direct and clear but yeah. when you when you inv in, invoke love through it you're, uh, like you said earlier too like you know god worked through me um exactly. it's it's different it's like no 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 like i'm honoring you i'm actually respecting you and whatever you want for you, I just, I have to choose if I'm participating or not, doesn't take away from the abundance for however direction you want to go with what you're already thinking. And so you can have people literally be like, quote unquote, rejected and feel like, man, I like you. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. One of, the, one of the tenets of yoga, um, of the yamas, the first sutra is ahimsa, means compassion for all beings. The second sutra is satya, truth. When you we root our truth in compassion, it's best for everybody. And that can be hard. They need each other. And you're 100% right, Matt, as, as I'm leaning into this space as well, relationships are always the biggest catalyzer. And oh, yeah. huge shout out to my former partner, Alex, Venezuelan fire yoga teacher. She was like one of the most potent teachers I've ever been able to learn from. In 2021, we separated and I decided because, you know, in the past, one of the ways that I would fill my emptiness or fill the voids was like intimacy or dating women. I felt like when I was chosen by, you know, women, I was significant. I remember when I was like seventh grade, I would see how many hugs I could get from girls or something like that. Because and like me and my friends would have competitions that always became something. And so. Since 2021, I actually took a break from dating completely. And I even took a break from, I, I committed to not even having sex mm -hmm. at 38, year, 38 years old because I wanted to see what 
my relationship would be like with myself if I gave myself the time to be radically honest and radically present with myself. A couple things happen in that space. Some of the most beautiful women in the game started to appear and want to be in an intimate space, this intimate space with me. And what was, what was beautiful about it was like, because I was in my self-worth, I probably was the only man that they've ever encountered that actually was like, honestly, like I'm feeling you, but I'm really feeling me right now. And although like sexually the doors are open, I'm good right now. Yeah. Like I want, I'm going deeper with myself. I'm going deeper with my, my truth. And the next woman that I open those doors up with, we're going to go deeper than deep because I've already been there, done that. I've been there, done that, had the, had my, my fun. But now at 38 years old, as I step into this pivotal chapter of leadership and chiefhood, my goal is to do it intentionally, powerfully, potently in all aspects. And this is the chapter that I'm stepping into. And, and a lot of that, going back to what we were just talking about, is like, self-worth, self-love, and radical honesty. And in fact, I just had a deep conversation with a, a beautiful soul sister who was the pinnacle of the women that I was once upon a time, like if I could ever date her, I would give anything to it. And then we're sitting there and we're having a conversation and we're like, yeah, you're good, you're good. Okay, we're out, peace, separate. It's not happening. And this is just the beauty. Self-worth becomes an energetic vortex. Self-love becomes an energetic imprint that brings in the most nourishing things into our life and pushes all the toxins away. So now we know what we're going to do on part two. We'll, we'll address the, the fellas <laughs> for, for a whole other part two on this and all the things that come with it. Because um, there's a lot of really good stuff that you're saying in there. Um, and we're in a very unique time where men have to double down first return to themselves and double down on what makes us good men women have to do the same thing for them and um we fundamentally then come together even stronger from a, a higher uh purposeful intentional place where we're honoring each other as souls and you know um I, I, I was even saying to, I was giving some dating advice to somebody and I said, listen, the, the fact of the matter is it's very simple. In an exchange, you're either my life partner because I'm playing for the whole thing, the championship. And if you are not in this moment, we have the respect and honor. We have to honor each other's souls on our way to what God has for us. We're going to be radically honest about if like, you know, do we really feel it in our soul? And if we don't, we have to honor ourselves. It's not about ego and it's not about, you know, all those things. It's like when you were talking about when you were doing, you know, having that interaction with your soul sister, like somebody once upon a time, you know, um, and playing from that place. And as men, when we behave that way, even if it's not the answer women want, because of they're going through the same kind of like wanting and desire as well too, because we're all fundamentally the same. We all have the same humanness in us that gets in the way of the soul. Um, but, um, but when we behave more and more like this, we regain the trust that they once lost, I think from previous generations. Um, 100%. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the other thing yeah. I've, I've had to have that conversation with women. I'm like, it's bigger than this thing right here. I'm like, because there's been a loss of, reliance on yep. men that 
were once upon a time, I think, I mean, we're, there's lots of good men out there, but like trying to make that more of a, now that we live in a very beautiful, transparent, I mean, the, the pro side of uh, the internet when used appropriately <laughs> allows right. to see this kind of behavior. And mm -hmm. um, we've seen what's happened on the other side of behavior from institutions all the way to like individual influencers and, and what people are putting online. And like, I don't, in fact, part of it is like, I don't want women to feel like they even have to put some of this stuff that they're putting online for validation. Like mm -hmm. you're a effing queen. Like you don't need, like yeah. you were, oh, you were already valuable before you, you know, the, you don't have to do some of this stuff. And I get it because maybe you're wanting to build your own path because maybe at some point teamwork got out of the picture, but we all can mm -hmm. as individuals, sovereign individuals help each other. So I, I, I love that you're bringing up all this as a man, speaking from man to man, like these are things that are really important, right? Yeah, you, you'll appreciate this. 2017, I was in the jungle doing ayahuasca ceremony. And at that time I was, I was like calling in a higher level of love, a higher level of the feminine, the divine feminine. And all of a sudden in my ceremony, the, these goddesses appear, the goddesses of goddesses. And they're all like, circled around me looking at me and they're like the question was one of them spoke oh you want one of us and they're like let us show you why you don't you you will never have one of us at the moment and all of a sudden it showed all my tendencies behind the scenes you know going on porn like integrity slips like all of these little like slips that nobody sees behind the scenes but energetically speaks volumes and they said you think you're protected? The goddesses of this planet are more protected than you can ever imagine, and you will not even see them until you align yourself. And that was a call in me to become more aligned. And what has happened as a man is I become more aligned and I checked myself. I see them everywhere now. It's the same eyes and energy looking out of all of them. And at the end of the day, like, when we are safe inside ourselves, the most powerful thing that a woman is looking for is safety. Yeah. So the feminine can express. And so that has been the journey as well. As I've gone on the journey to become more safe and stable in my own being and expression, as I've checked these integrity slips that nobody sees, that those things behind closed doors were like, ah, oh, nobody sees that. It doesn't matter. It actually really matters. That's been the, the, the laid the precedence and foundation that down for me to now have so many beautiful goddesses in my life and to have a new relationship with a feminine that is healthy rather than destructive. You know, when we were talking previously about God work through me, I was sitting in prayer a lot. Um, and by prayer, um, one of the things I learned is when we're in sincerity of heart, like for, instead of driving, right, God, like, hey, uh, here's what I need. God's like, yeah, I know what you need. <laughs> like, why don't you, you know, ground in the heart? And I was praying and, I, um, and through a series of weeks, I noticed as I was doing it so much throughout the day, just in little, from the little things, to the big things, all this stuff, and all this stuff was happening so beautifully in real time, it hit me. And I was like, this is why they pray for us, meaning women. And I was like, they always pray for us to god for the things that we need and for us to be able to get more in tune with ourselves and that sort of like what you were experiencing on the ayahuasca um that that was like 
I realized, I'm like, you know, and I remember looking up, like, God's everywhere, but I remember looking up, I'm like, is that what they, like, I was feeling all this good stuff, and I'm like, is that what they pray for for us? Like, how I'm feeling right now? And that really changed. I mean, that was like another pivotal moment of like, wow, they are so in tune, and they are so um, intuitional, or intuitive, and um, and like knowing, and I was like, I get it. We ask them to surrender to ourselves, to us. We ask them to be feel safe. You know, have I surrendered? And so I was like, right. I'm asking you to surrender to me, but have I surrendered to God? You know, have I surrendered to my soul, to my highest self? And I'm like, oh man. So back to the whole self love. It's like I can't ask anything of anybody else that I cannot either reciprocate or already do for myself. And if I don't do exactly. it for myself, how else would I even be able to understand what I can give and receive in the process? Right. So I love that you're saying like, you know, safe and exactly. safe, safety and stable in our being like that's, you know, um, the world is constantly using the external in a lot of ways for the security. And I'm like, no, no, no. And you and I have learned because we've had, and then we've had nothing, and then we've had, and then we've had nothing again. <laughs> like we, you know, <laughs> right. and, I, and I also, I was also very blessed to witness my parents. Like my dad was self-made and lost it all with a full family at 48. Like, I mean, when you got $6, not like, not, you know, <laughs> embellishing, like, and we as a family, the yeah. four of us, we band together. And um, I was very fortunate to watch those two, you know, a timeless kind of like a, a mother, a very intuitive, natural, pathic, holistic, like, like it took her six months of working with my father to remind him more of who he was to get back to like, how did you mm -hmm. A, make the mistakes that you made in the first place and B, you're better than this. How are you going to go from here? So that power that, that you, as you were describing from the feminine, from the woman that like their intuition and their, their strength of heart allows you to see what's really going on and surrender and do a work from a different place, you know, and alignment than, you know, what we can sometimes get a little caught up in the external or the unprotected mind or fears. So I love that you shared Absol that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's an inside job. Truly. <laughs> it mm -hmm. all starts in the inner, it all starts in the inner space. And that's the cool thing is like all the great teachings point us back to ourselves again and again and again. And I love the quote that heaven is not a place we go to. It's a place that we grow to. It's, it's this idea that like literally as we do the work, the work works and we step day by day by day, moment by moment by moment closer to our metaphorical heaven. Heaven is now, it can be now, and so can hell. And this is why the work that we do, honesty and love and compassion and laying down this foundation, we are literally creating our own paradise in the now in real time. And, and, and what I I love Joe Dispenza's quote of like, you can't create the unknown from the known. You can only create the unknown from the unknown. A lot of times when we step into spaces like self-worth, self-love, truth, speaking our honesty, it's an unknown space for a lot of people. But that is also the place where the soil is most fertile to create a garden that is beyond our wildest imagination. And that's why the journey is so pure. The journey is so worth it. You know. Um, I want to, I want to touch on self-worth for a minute and I've always, and I want to get your take on this. And I've always had this once it hit me and it clicked when I get, I get how our worthiness can kind of be, um, pulled out of us. If we allowed it environmental circumstance, uh, people, relationship, whatever it might be, if the things that are unhealthy. And what I realized is that 
when we encounter the contrast, something that doesn't um, value us or bring us, you know, joy or, um, you know, is uh, fear driven, whatever, or is abusive, any, anything, that contrast isn't really meant for us to actually take it on. It's meant to be like, I'm a mirror to you to show you what you're not so you can appreciate more of what you are. But we don't always stop to think about that in real time. Instead, what happens is the person you like, no, no, I need to prove myself in that relationship. No, I need to prove myself in that job or that you know, business. No, I need to prove my, like we get into prover mode a lot of times. But isn't it interesting that, no, you, we were always worthy. And once I learned that the contrast is just be like, the reason you don't like this right here is because it's not your vibration. It's not who you are. It's only a reminder to be like, so the real question is, if you're not this, if you don't like this, what are you? Who are you? And sometimes you need to be reminded more of who you are on your path, you know, as you said, like a place to grow to. And so exactly. I would love to get your take on, on self-worth because I, and I get it. I, I, I empathize. I get it. We've all have definitely had many years of prover mode. And the more you love yourself, you're like, I'm done. Like there's nothing, I don't, I don't have anything left to prove. I'm right. just going to be in my lane and cultivate it and do all the things that make my lane a beautiful home, you know? So I would love for you to, to, to kind of take your take on why do we get off track sometimes with our own, with, we know we're worthy, but we can struggle with worthiness. What are exactly. some of your thoughts? I think when we started a foundational level, like I, the other day I was overseeing my nephews and nieces, there's not one part of them that doesn't think they are worthy. They are the center of the universe and they act like it. They, they stay what they want. They, they hold nothing back. But there's this, there's this moment on the timeline of, of us leaving childhood and going into adulthood where we begin to become inundated with what it means to be worth something. You are your GPA. You are your body fat. You are your high school status. You are your net worth. You are your credit score. You are your accolades. You are your Roth IRA 401k Robinhood account. Again and again and again, you are your, your wardrobe. And these things, these things are the ego's accessories to inevitably pull us further and further away from our truth. The truth, the, 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 the facts that nobody can argue. I mean, you might have some like quantum physicists that live in multiverse land that will argue this, but I, I truly believe that each one of us is one in infinity. There never has been and never will be another one of us. We don't even know how our fingernails grow, but it grows. We don't know how the, our whole entire body works, but it works. We are one of one. That, that very notion should be enough for a person to be like, you know what? I might not be perfect, but I'm imperfectly beautiful. I'm perfectly perfect, imperfectly. And that right there is enough to celebrate myself. The very fact that there never has been, never will be again, another you, another me, another one of the listeners on this podcast, that as the foundation should be the beginning of where self-worth begins. Because even on your worst day, you can say, there never has been another me. Even in your slips and falls and in your trials and tribulations, I'm still one of one. It doesn't take from the fact that I'm not sacred. When that's the foundation, that really begins to open up the doors for a deeper level of self-worth, self-respect, and self-honoring to flow in. It's a process. One of the most important things to remember is like all feelings are teachers. We're not here to just be happy. We're not here just to be joyful. 
all of the feelings that we feel as humans, our teachers, the slips, the falls, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, it's all a part of the human experience. But in the swirl, in the, in the swirl of the human experience, we can also remember that we are enough yes. always on all days, even in the swirl of it all. Even in the brokenness, even in the depression, even in the anxiety, even in the heartbreak, we're still worth it. And this is why I asked the questions in my TED talk is, can I love the parts of myself that I deem most unlovable? Can I love myself like there's nothing to fix? Can I celebrate the parts of me that nobody celebrates? And for a lot of people, when they ask those questions, the answer is like, actually, no, I can't love the parts of me that I feel like I need to fix. I need to fix this. And it's not about bypassing. It's just remembering that like self-hate and self-love really can live at the same time. It's impossible. I've tried it my whole entire life. Like cognitive dissonance is a real thing and it just creates more chaos. We get to choose. And in the choosing to be in self-love, to, to choose ourselves, to choose to remember that we are worth it even in our funks, even in our messes, even in the chaos, that opens up the doors for self-worth to blossom, to, to, to begin to expand and to begin to set precedence in our life. It's a journey. All these people that we know in the spiritual spaces and Instagram masterclass, I'm going to sell you a quick coach and you're going to master yourself in two months. There's no skips from white belt to black belt. You, you can't do it. You can't go to a jujitsu gym. I've never seen it done. And a white belt all of a sudden becomes a black belt in, in three months. The journey is the journey, but that's the process of blossoming and of becoming. And as we walk through that journey in a space of self-worth, the lessons are inevitably going to come. The failures are going to come. But when we're standing in self-worth, the lessons and the failures and the challenges, they, they, they land differently. Instead of it happening to me, it's happening for me. Instead of I have to, I get to. And it transforms from a, a place of victim, woe is me, I'm not in control of this ride, to God, let's co-create something magical. Let's go. I trust it. I'm here. <laughs> you know, um, I have a lot. I was taking some notes as you were writing. So if you ever see me uh, uh, typing, for those that are, are listening, you know, we're on video and, and I was I was thinking of so many different things you were saying about the the one of one. None of us are the same. Not one of us are the same. And yet I think my draw away from the status quo my whole life, other than having a very entrepreneurial independent family <laughs> style of thinking um, is it cannot make sense to me that any one of us has the exact same path. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. But the systems that have been created are, I get it, you know, they were kind of, well, we know there are a lot of different reasons they were made, but let's not go, that's a different podcast. But, um, but for the most part, it's follow this, here's what you need to do. And then usually at a certain age, you're like, all right, I'm no longer like championing you. I already did my job and pretty much put you right into the system. So, um, and I've never agreed ever because no two paths are the same as you were saying, and we are one of one. And if that's the case, 
we have a beautiful opportunity to be the Michelangelo or the Leonardo, right? Like, and actually looking at our life as this canvas of like, okay, what do I want to create and why? Like, let me actually have this relationship with myself instead of trying to appease the world and constantly figure out how to fit in. We were designed to never fit in. Like literally we were designed to never fit in. Um, and then when you were talking about the gurus and the, you know, the coaches and, you know, and I, and I get it. Cause you know, in, in essence, we do a lot of like mentorship and coaching, but we remove the whole, like, Oh, you thought this was going to be two months, try 20, 30, 40 years to like the life. And you want it to be your life. You want it to be your life's mission of you are your life's mission. And, um, and you reminded me too, of, um, I was reading in this book, what the angel taught you. And it's something that you you said, and I'll, I'll say what it was at the end, um, is prayer for you or for God. And most people usually want to answer God. And the answer was you. God already knows. God already designed. God already, like, you're, you're, you're it. You are it all around. Prayer is, to, uh, is a form of meditation to remember who we are. And that's what you said, to remember who we are, to remind us, to recommit to ourselves. Because when we meditate, when we pray, we can receive. We're not here to drive that car. We're here to receive from, you know, God, we're here to receive what, you know, all around. And that's also a very hard concept for people to think of, like, what do you mean? I'm here to receive hard work, hard work. Yes. I mean, the work is in showing up, but in committing to ourselves and you said into remembering who we are we came in this way we just so it's a it's it's the job of you being the painter the michelangelo of your life the whole way through and if you can stay very connected the whole way through or at least keep practicing i should say you know um remembering um then you know we are constantly in receptivity you know and so i love that you you brought that up um and that the whole one of one it's like yeah like no no two paths are the same but a lot of the principles that help us remember who we are, those can definitely be the same. And then that way we can all individually be our sovereign selves, actually contributing our value and receiving value yep. from others, right? Yep, God did not create defunct products. We are not basic Honda Civics. We are become fully equipped, fully loaded with a lifetime warranty. We just yeah. gotta tune in. Yeah, you know, so um, I, listen, I know you got, you got to jump off here in a little bit. So we'll do a round two coming soon. Um, right now for this part, where, like, where can everybody connect with you uh, currently? And then we're going to jump into some other topics here and like, you know, on the very next episode. Yeah, Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for what you share. Thank you for the journey you've taken. It's refreshing. I feel like we're, we're kindred souls and, and a brotherhood is in the, in the process of blossoming and developing. I, um, I'm very active on Instagram. That's my living journal. I, I share vulnerably and openly on there and people can find a lot of my work there. I host a yearly rite of passage in the jungles of Peru from the Amazon to the Andes. It's a 14 day journey. My yoga classes are on Netflix and also on the Nike training club app. And then my lectures and classes are on the mind now known as felt app. And then lastly, Core Power Yoga, there's 200 plus studios around the nation. I've been deep in programming, helping them create their new Strength X class, their first ever sports performance 
model. So you can always take a class there and check out the Magic and Core Power Yoga. But other than that, humble servant, here to love, here to learn, and here to serve. And can't wait to dive deeper with you and with your community. Really, really grateful to be on your platform. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, I don't even really want to jump off. It's uh, <laughs> I wish you didn't have to go. To be honest, I, like I was actually taking some notes for the next for the next episode of some things I really want to jump into. But we'll we'll connect about that offline. And I'm glad you shared about all these different, you know, platforms and things that you have because usually I also ask like, what do you have coming up? And uh, anything in particular you got coming up that you're you're really excited about? Or I mean, these are some pretty amazing projects too right now. Uh, so, but anything in particular also too that you've got like initially coming up that you want to share? Or was that, you know. Yeah. I'm going to Thailand this weekend to live back in a fight camp for the next two months. So diving deep into my own self-work, my own dojo, as far as my own inner practice. And so that's, that's the journey, man. And I'll be sharing little journal uh, prompts every day that I'm at fight camp of the process of not only uh, winning the, the outer war, but winning the inner war. Uh, amazing brother. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I can't wait to have you back on again. Like uh, I've got some, uh, some cool notes on some things, um, some deep dabs that I think we can do. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll connect here offline in a little bit. Everybody listening, um, you can find Brandon online, Brandon Collinsworth. Um, from there, I'll, I'll put everything in the show notes. You can find all of the different links of what he's talking about, um, you know, all the different ways that he's involved. And if you guys have any questions, uh, you know, I always say like, reach out, like we're here, we're here as a resource to help in any way possible. Uh, we do our best to get back to you. Brandon's a very busy guy. So if he doesn't get back right away, you know, just keep in mind, you know, respectfully. Uh, but, um, you know, please, uh, you know, feel free to connect with him. Brandon, I really appreciate having you on the show. Like I said, I, I could keep going, but I, I want to be respectful of, I know you got another uh, commitment here coming up and then we'll, we'll do a round two. And uh, we'll block out another three, four hours <laughs> from that one as well, too. Um, but I really appreciate um, you. And then you were very kind and gracious to, to share some of my work. And that uh, it meant a lot. Um, I, I love when um, the general public share our work. And then I love when um, our peers that, you know, uh, share each other's work. I, I, I find like it's like we're, we're all growing together. We're always like, you know, kind of loving on each other and i think that's also really important so i really appreciate it too man it goes both ways so much love man we're in this together and what a time to be alive let's create love let's serve let's expand let's impact absolutely sit tight for just one second for everybody listening again brandon collinsworth you can find him on instagram i'm going to put all of the links in the show notes please uh connect with him in any one of his endeavors uh i love you guys like I, I love, thank you for the ratings and review. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being so loyal uh, to the platform and just to listening to all of us have these great discussions of like, hey, this might work. And this is what we're realizing about ourselves. But, um, you know, we do this so that way you guys also realize like we're not so different. No, Nobody's really different in the aspect of like, we're all figuring it out along the way and we're all like figuring out our path. And um, that's the, I think the, the key takeaway I want anybody to like to feel is like, you're you and you're doing probably way better than you think. And, um, you know, often don't let the, don't let the mind fool you and don't let the imposter syndrome is just probably more of you just not being, you know, already yourself, which you already know what to do. It's probably just because you're holding yourself back from all the things you want to do. Um, and I love you guys. Thank you for always tuning in until next episode. We are out.